Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this malleable universe, I hope that you know that you could change everything in your life with the sheer force of your will. Now, yesterday I did talk about hopping timelines. That's a way to change your life and your reality. Um, but I'm talking about something a little bit more mundane. (laughs) Uh, you could change your everything just by changing your day-to-day habits and your day-to-day life. And you could do it radically. And I've been doing this radically in my own life. Um, in the past, uh, well, now it's going on seven days. I'm probably going to stop this experiment because it has failed me in some ways, but it has actually given me a lot of insights and I was, um, basically I'll tell you guys what I was doing. I, I was basically trying to alter my sleeping patterns radically so that I could work from five in the morning until nine at night. I mean, and five in the morning till nine in the morning, excuse me. So five to nine AM, which is five to nine PM in China. <laughs> and I mean, it took me six months to get my degree and I have not gotten a job. I've applied for, uh, several places and there's always something right. And so this final, uh, company that I wanted to apply for, which is working with children in China. Um, I did get the job working with adults in Japan, but they have no customers yet cause they're new and the guy's saving up money for advertising. <laughs> so, I mean, it's these kinds of things going on. Um, I applied for a job in Russia to teach English and it turns out they only pay $2 an hour. (laughs) And also on top of that, they don't, um, they say that they don't need somebody who speaks English and Spanish. That's what they told me, even though I've seen their advertisements like six or seven times since then. So I think they lied to me or they've overhired people, but no matter, I'm not going to work for $2 an hour. It's just too much work for very little money. So, um, anyway, I just, I've been looking at, you know, all the possibilities in my life and this was the one I was definitely going to do, but I'm telling you right now, I, I have been staying up all night, every night um, for the past six nights, this is the seventh night and, and staying up until nine o'clock in the morning. And I'm trying to switch everything over so that I can function and be coherent between five and 9 AM. I have never in my life been a morning person, but I thought through the sheer force of my will, I can fix it and change it. And I have been able to at least stay up, stay awake until nine and and go to bed at 9am. And then I sleep all day and wake up when the sun is coming up. And, um, normally when I, I go to sleep 
when the sun, you know, is coming up anyway. Like I normally keep vampires hours. <laughs> if left to my own devices, I usually find myself going to bed at 6 a.m. and getting up at 6 p.m. and or maybe four in the afternoon. And I've been like that my whole life. But there's something about the hours after 6 a.m. that there's no way if I go to bed after that and I'm feeling like I'm dragging and <laughs> nothing has been um, working right. But I've been staying up through the sheer force of my will, even though I'm really tired during these four hours. And I just, coffee doesn't wake me up because I have ADHD. It actually calms me right the hell down. (laughs) It doesn't keep me up at all. It just keeps me, you know, relaxed while I sit here going, oh my God, I could still barely function at these hours. You know, and so um, this is like the second or third time in a row that I've been doing the show between three and four to see if I can do something of um, substance at these hours. So this week has been a little bit of an experiment for me. But I have noticed that as I hop the timelines and the way that I told you last night and in general, through the force of my will, you know, in this malleable universe, I've been raising my vibration. I've been approaching life from a state of happiness and joy without a care in the world, um, has been my attitude and it seems to be working. It seems to be working. I noticed that I am drinking less coffee. I am drinking, um, or eating less, uh, sugar overall, uh, which is a good thing. Obviously I noticed that I have changed my diet to two thirds of it being vegetarian where only one third of my diet is meat. Like I ate meat, um, every day for a while and I had more energy so I may have to go back to that as well, but I have been incorporating more vegetables. It doesn't seem to give me any energy at all, but it's supposedly healthy, right? So I thought, Hey, I'll do, do it again. One more college try. And I'm still like seen here with bags under my eyes and dark circles under my eyes. Cause the quality of my sleep is just, well, not really good, but everything else I think I've you know, at least, you know, having less coffee, having less sugar, I been able to change a lot more, um, things about my life just through the sheer force of my will, you know, like, um, I've been able to meditate, uh, deeper and I've been able to concentrate on my desires in a way that they actually seem and feel real to my subconscious mind, which is, you know, one of the biggest hurdles, if you can visualize and imagine the life of your dreams and have the emotions that are necessary to bring those things to you that you desire. Um, that's like a huge part of the battle, right? So I've noticed that my ability to do these things has increased. And the more that I hop timelines, the more things are uh, different in my body, in my mind, in my habits, 
Uh, I've noticed that suddenly I'm ambidextrous where I did everything with my right hand before, um, you know, obviously I still eat with my right hand. I still write with my right hand, but weird things like, um, when I'm washing dishes, I would always wash dishes with my right hand holding the sponge. Okay. So it's like super mundane stuff, but now I notice I'm holding the sponge with my left hand and I notice that I, um, will like get pitchers of water or milk or whatever out of the fridge with my left hand and I'm pouring things with my left hand. And this is something I've always been predominantly right-handed. And over the past week, while I started this experiment, all these other changes started to take place. So eating less sugar, less coffee. Now I'm more ambidextrous than ever. (laughs) Um, I think that I've become more flexible in my mind, um, you know, in my ways of thinking. And I've been more um, adaptable and I've caught my emotional patterns a little bit more. Just, I don't know if it's because I'm, I've radically altered my sleep patterns. I don't know if this is, um, why all of this is happening or if it just happens to be happening while I'm radically shifting my sleep patterns so that I could get this stupid job. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm just going to focus on my Udemy and just start only teaching on Udemy and maybe, yeah, I mean, obviously alongside doing this show, I think that might be what I do instead because I'm not looking very good. I'm thinking I'm going to scare the kids. <laughs> if I do this for, yeah, I mean, my goal was to do this for seven nights in a row to see how it will affect me. You know, if I can, through the sheer force of my will be able to stay up from five to nine. And I did start going to bed like it, like really early at two nights during this experiment. I went to bed around 10 30 one night. I went to bed around um, eight or nine on another night both nights I woke up at 4.30 a.m. and stayed up until after 9. And so it doesn't matter how I do it, just those hours for whatever reason are my hardest hours to be awake. (laughs) And it's like out of all the hours of the 24-hour clock, those are the hours that have eluded me, having a lot of energy at those times. And even the times I felt like I had more energy, I'm actually mentally like, uh, uh, like there's no way I could pass an interview during these hours. So I'm hoping that there's going to be Chinese children that want to learn at eight o'clock in the morning, their time, (laughs) which is eight o'clock at night, my time, because I am awake at eight. (laughs) So, um, anyway, I just, I've been thinking about how, I've been at least able to be up at these hours. You know, I've tried this before and it didn't work. And I've just been like really forcing my subconscious mind. Like you have to help me and we need to work together. And I'm telling my body and my mind, we need to work in conjunction so that I can be awake from four to 9 AM. And, um, it's just not, um, it's not really working out. Um, I have been awake during these hours though. So I don't know. I mean, I think changing your sleeping pattern radically, if it's, um, 
you know, to something that's unhealthy. That's not what I'm talking about because I'm not going to ever recommend that (laughs) based on my experiment of this week. Don't do that. But, um, I will say that I have put myself in a position of, um, like I gave myself a list of things. Like I, like I mentioned the coffee, the vegetables, the sugar, you know, trying to eat healthier, trying to cook at home, trying to, um, you know, force myself into completely new ways of doing and being and thinking and in my habits and whatever. And I've noticed that my body has gotten more flexible. I have now had less pain and I, you know, through the energetic healing thing that I talked about last week that I've been using that technique that came to me, um, through prime creator, <laughs> which opened, you know, when my, my mind was opened by a THC gummy, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but this is when I got this massive insight into that. And it's actually working. I've, I've noticed that when I put two fingers on any place where I'm hurting, where I've been aching and hurting for a very, very long time, if I push really hard with two fingers on that area, and then I just let my mind go blank. I usually am able to have memories that are locked away. They're stored in my body. Memories of, of people who hurt me or incidences that I took to heart in a way that I probably shouldn't have. And things that I've been able to lock in my subconscious mind and store and then store in my body and hold it as a pain until a later date, you know? And so I've been going through these things systematically. And as I go through them and as I clear them up, um, I've noticed that my body is, has less pain and I'm more flexible. So it's not just about, um, you know, the sedentary lifestyle that comes along with being in the damn pandemic. It's more, um, you know, the pain isn't always about that. It, you know, if you're going through pain, it's a lot of times, it comes from, uh, this other stuff, just stuff, just emotional and psychological traumas that we've stored in our bodies. And so, um, I don't know. I just, I want you to know that your, your, uh, subconscious mind, your physical body, everything is malleable, you know, to your, um, thought processes and, everything is amenable to suggestions such as your body and your subconscious mind. So I don't believe that this is going to work out for me as far as five to nine (laughs) being up in the morning at these hours, because I just feel like it's just draining me somehow. I don't know. You know, at first I thought I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it after like the second or third day. I'm like, wow, I'm going to do it by the end of the week. I'm going to feel great at these hours. And I'm telling you right now, it's almost 4 a.m. And I'm just dragging my ass. There's like no way. This is like the sixth or seventh. Is this the sixth? This is the seventh. This is the seventh time I've done this in a row. I'm doing, you know, muscle testing, asking prime creator. No, this is the last time, seven days. And, um, but I did radically alter my, um, time on social media to practically none. Um, being distracted by friends practically, um, you know, like 
talking constantly and keeping up a conversation and wasting time like that. I stopped all that. Um, I'm only talking to like my, one of my best friends. We talked maybe like once this week and my, um, oldest kid and I talked, um, for several hours, but, um, even my oldest kid is the same thing. Like I, I need to alter, you know, my life and not talk so much on the phone at late, late at night. So we're trying to talk during the day and we've already changed that. So I don't know if you all are going through this as maybe a point or part of the, um, ascension process or not, but I know for me this last week, the last two weeks, things have been radically different. And it might just be because I've been hopping timelines. I've hopped six timelines since yesterday in the past 24 hours. And consciously, four of them from the bathroom scenario. Like, so if you didn't hear yesterday's episode, you might want to go check that out because um, find out what, how do you use a bathroom portal? What do you do? <laughs> And it sounds weird, but it's, it's, uh, something that people have been simultaneously discovering at the same time. And well, I don't know. It's just, my friend came up with this, um, wild, I guess prime creator told her muscle testing says that's true. I think that's what she said. And everything is just radically different out of nowhere. And like, I know that I'm on a timeline in which I'm going to get some of the things I've been trying to program my subconscious mind for. I just feel like, whereas before I had doubt, whereas before I was feeling like, well, I really would like that. You know, I now feel like not only do I need to do that, I'm definitely going to do that. Like I'm headed in that direction. It's definitely on its way to me. And that's, um, another shift in my, I guess my thinking process and patterns and my belief process. So I don't recommend changing your whole sleeping pattern or your day to night, night to day schedule. I'm not going to recommend this. If you want to (laughs) try and, you know, challenge yourself and see if you could do it, you know, um, don't do the whole thing. Like I'm doing like staying up all night. This is for the birds. I'm telling you, or rather this is for the bats. (laughs) Those birds are not this stupid, I guess, to do this. (laughs) Although there are a couple night birds that I think they live in ground nests. When I was in the jungle, I saw birds that live in nests on the ground and they're active at night and we found one and it was sitting on, she was sitting on her little, um, nest with her eggs. It was just really, really cute. I was like, Oh my God, there's some wild shit in the jungle, but that I never expected. You know, we also saw like tarantulas that only come out at night. We saw a lot of crazy shit. (laughs) Caimans. They're like basically little crocodiles or alligators. That was nuts too. seeing those at night. What was even crazier is when my when I got separated from my group and I'm all by myself 
and I was shining the light in every direction before I walk and I shone the light in the direction of like four came and staring at me that really freaked me out because <laughs> I had to go over this little footbridge right where they were and I was like oh my god you know, I'm by myself and the and that was right when the ancestor touched me on the shoulder and I thought it was my boyfriend and I turned around and I was completely alone <laughs> ah but anyway <laughs> but yeah there are some night birds but um I think if you force yourself into a situation where you go to bed uh, two hours earlier, if you've been going to bed at 1130 or 1230, force yourself to go to bed at 1030 or even 930. Challenge yourself to fall asleep at those hours and see how it alters your mind and your life and everything. You know, like go go into your bathroom and, and say, I am... When I walk out of this bathroom, I'm going to be on the timeline in which da-da-da-da-da, whatever it is that you want. And then go to bed. I bet you're going to hop a couple of timelines in your sleep if you start altering your sleeping patterns like this. I don't know why, but I think there's a secret in this somehow. Altering my sleeping patterns um, through the sheer force of my will like this forcing myself to stay up. This is my last night doing it. You know, um, you know, I thought if I'm up at four 30 and I have my, you know, time to have one cup of coffee, I'm going to be wide awake and I'm going to be coherent at five. And I'm just not, it's weird. So, all right. Well, this part of the experiment for me is over. And I think starting tomorrow, I'm going to try to go to bed really early at night and change and alter my sleeping pattern in a different way and see how it affects me. And then I will start that part of my experiment and I will see, I'll let you guys know in a week or whatever, if I'm able to do that might take me a few days to get into that pattern after this one, which is nuts. But, um, you're able to alter all of your patterns in your life in your body, in your mind, um, through the sheer force of your will. And if you have, um, say you have it in your mind to get up 30 minutes early and you don't have the motivation, it's not going to happen. But if you adequately motivate yourself, like say you, um, really love having, uh, time for breakfast and normally you don't eat breakfast. So what if you go get your most favorite breakfast food for a week or two weeks or three weeks? That might, that might do it. That might be the thing, get you out of bed. Or maybe it gives you a half hour to listen to metaphysical soul speak the podcast, (laughs) you know, just a little bit like in the morning before you head off to do whatever it is you do during the day. Or, um, whatever the habit is, like say you want to start, uh, flossing your teeth every single day. And it's really been like two or three months since you've done it. Or maybe it's been a year and you forgot floss existed. Like this is something that it's one of those habits that everybody needs to have, but like your gum health is like super important to your overall physical, um, health. And even your mental health can be tied to, having issues with your teeth and your gums 
but most people don't like to floss because it's painful. And then when you get in the habit of it, it's not as painful. It's just a pain in the ass because it takes, you know, time and it's weird and, you know, but once you get into the habit, you know, and I'm out of the habit of doing it, I have my floss and I, I, I only do it a couple times a week. I know I need to get better on this, like something I need to work on. But, um, you know, usually it's like if I eat mangoes, then I get out the floss, you know, <laughs> you know, and the mango bits, you know, the little strings of the mango, the seed kind of gets stuck in your teeth. So you're like, oh, damn it. <laughs> now you get, now where's that floss? And then you end up flossing your whole mouth and you feel like you did something good for yourself, you know. But then a few days later, you're like, I haven't flossed in days, you know. And some people are really good about this, but most people I think are bad about it. So this is, this is an example. So what if you, um, and I came up with this idea and I haven't done it yet, but what if you got those little, um, glass pebbles that you put in plants just in the gardening section of like, I don't know, Kmart, Walmart, the dollar tree, they have them for a dollar here in Ecuador. They even have them. I got some, um, because I was, I was buying roses all the time in Cuenca every week. I'd go down to the rose market and I would go to the coffee market next door to the rose market. And sometimes I'd take my son out to eat and then would head over to the rose market. And, you know, but every week or every two weeks I was going out and getting, um, roses and, um, it was kind of like one of those things where I was making my life feel better and feel improved and feel elevated somehow. And, um, I got out of the habit because of the pandemic, obviously, but, um, it's just one of those things, you know, you, it, when you really, really want it. So what you can do is and anyway, I put these glass beads. They're like, um, oh, they look like little bubbles and they're, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, what, how big are they? Uh, if you've ever played marbles with somebody, they're bigger than marbles. You could even use marbles if you want. Anyway, find something that you like that is aesthetically pleasing and put it, uh, so get, uh, 21 of these glass beads. You can use coins if you want. If you have a coin collection, coins from around the world and you have 21 of them, you can do that with coins. It doesn't have to be necessarily these glass baubles. I like them cause they're shiny and pretty. Um, <laughs> but you could do this with, um, crystals or whatever. So say you have a, and, and if you buy a little tiny, even at the dollar tree, you can get one of these little tiny, um, glass, very, very, very fancy kind of a glass jar or a glass bowl or a cup or something that is also aesthetically pleasing. I think it's important to have something that looks elevated and aesthetically pleasing. So say your goal is to, um, you know, get up half hour earlier every day or do something nice for yourself. Like, um, you know, when I get home from work, I'm going to, you know, spend half hour watching bewitched, or I'm going to do the crossword puzzle or, you know, I don't know what people do just, you know, whatever it is, you're going to spend a half hour taking a nap or massaging your feet or resting, 
in the bath or whatever. I mean, it, it could even be something like that. A habit that's going to be overall healthy for you. You know, something that's going to improve your life and your health and your mental health, you know, um, flossing, you know, just whatever it is. So whatever, so you, you, you get your one goal in your mind and you have your 21 beautiful baubles and you put them in, um, like a little paper bag or like a plastic bag or something. And you just kind of have them off to the side, but you have this elevated, beautiful glass bowl. So you want to fill, the goal is to fill this, uh, glass bowl up with your baubles. And so, okay, you know, you start on whatever Sunday or Monday and you floss your teeth and you put in a glass bobble and then you keep doing this every day until you run out of glass bobbles. Now you have 21 days in which you've done this and boom, you've got yourself a habit. This is how you create a habit for whatever reason. 21 is the number that is really, really, um, uh, it's really important somehow to the subconscious mind. Once you've made something a habit, it's there. It's just a part of you now, you know, and it only takes one day to break it. So you've got to be very careful, you know, you don't want to just, you know, screw off and, and, um, <laughs> you know, you don't want to do 21 days of a habit. And then on the 22nd day, Oh, well, screw it. I'm done. So, you know, cause you want these habits that are going to last you a lifetime. So maybe it's just making your bed. So you come home to a made bed and when you walk in your bedroom, you don't feel tense and ugh, like, why didn't I make my bed? Uh, you know, if that's the first thing you do every day, make your bed. I still make my bed every day. I shouldn't say still. I mean, I spent the first maybe 10 years of adulthood shunning the bed making process. And then I saw this old retired, um, army guy, like, I don't know, I guess he was like a Colonel or something. Anyway, he was, I think he was air force or army. Anyway, he's the one in the military. Um, he's like a four star general or something in the army. I think anyway, he said, he gave this like really amazing speech about why you should make your bed. And it went viral on the internet a number of years ago. And ever since I heard that, I'm like, well, damn, I'm going to make my bed every day. And, um, and I did, and I just never stopped. It, it makes me feel happy and calm to have my bed made. Like it makes me feel weird. And, and why did I make my bed on the days? I don't like, sometimes I forget or something happens. Like someone knocks at the door and, I have to get dressed really quick and run out. And then I don't go back in my bedroom for hours. It really freaks me out. If I see my beds unmade, it's like, Oh my God, <laughs> it like shocks me. You know, whereas I spent years, you know, purposely not making my bed just because I wanted to be a rebel. <laughs> I'm a punk rocker. Damn it. I wanted to be a rebel, you know, <laughs> but, um, but now I make my bed and, you know, so anyway, this, so at the end of 21 days, give yourself a reward, whatever it is. So once you fill out your beautiful, you fill up your beautiful bowl with your beautiful glass bobbly beads or, or, you know, um, marbles or whatever you've chosen, you know, um, crystals or whatever. Yeah. You might have like, you know, a little glass bowl of, you know, rose quartz or, or whatever, 
but you can, um, reward yourself, you know, um, maybe take yourself out to eat to a fancier restaurant than you would normally go to, or, you know, um, take yourself on a little, you know, daycation <laughs> on a Saturday or whatever, just rewarding yourself. You know, maybe if it's flossing your teeth, you take yourself out for, um, I don't want to say Jamba juice, but whatever, you know, nice thing. Um, that is good for your health. Also, you know, something that is kind of expensive and you kind of normally don't do it. And $6 for a glass of juice is insane. And you know it, and I know it, and everyone, everyone in the whole world knows it, but you kind of feel rich when you're doing it. <laughs> so you do it anyway, once in a great while, I will be honest with you guys. I've never had a Jamba juice in my life because I always thought that was insane. Um, <laughs> you know, to spend that much, it's easier to do it yourself at home. And now that I live in South America, I mean, there's fruit stands where, you know, for $1, I can get the equivalent of a Jamba juice, but it's all organic produce guaranteed and no added sugar. <laughs> you know, it's like, so I live in the perfect spot for it, but whatever it is that your reward is. And so say you wanted to do in the next, um, you know, say three months you wanted to do, you know, you could probably get away with, um, doing three new habits every, every 21 days. You could probably step your life up quite a bit. And I just, I'm looking and it's 33 minutes and 33 seconds into this recording at 414 on 1111 <laughs> for all those of you that are keeping score of the angel numbers there. So what if you took your subconscious mind can only really make three changes at a time. And it does take 21 days to, you know, make your you know, to get a new habit. So maybe your habits are, um, you know, you want to floss your teeth every day. You want to get up a half hour early and you want to make your bed. Okay. So these are things that are good for your mental health, your physical health. I mean, if you think about on, if your bed is unmade every day in, and you imagine that there's like all kinds of shit floating around in the air that settles eventually on your sheets. And then you get in with your nice clean skin coming out of the shower or whatever at night. And you're slipping in between those sheets and your bed is unmade. It's like, what the hell landed on your bed during the day? It will skeeve you out to the point where you realize, Oh shit, I better make my bed every day. Right. <laughs> Sorry for those of you who are still trying to, you know, be in your rebel stage about making your bed, but that it is what it is. But say you wanted to go, you know, 21 days without sugar, then give yourself a little reward. And then at the end of 21 days, then you could take yourself out to, you know, Indian food or whatever floats your boat. Right. And for, I think for each habit, that you're able to successfully, um, implement into your life, you should give yourself a reward. So if you do three, that means every three weeks you're doing three super fun things for yourself, or you're buying like a new deck of angel cards, or, you know, you're buying yourself a new crystal, or you're taking yourself out to something, you know, wonderful and fancy. And maybe you could do this for like six months and then do something big, big, like go away for the weekend or go to Disneyland or whatever it is, wherever you live, you know, maybe you want to go to the water park or, you know, take yourself on a boating trip or whatever. 
So I was, I was thinking about this and I think this is an excellent way to, um, change your life. And especially if you like looking at pretty things, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm an art, I, I'm also an artist and I like looking at pretty things that are aesthetically pleasing to me. But I mean, you can have three and you can separate the baubles. Like, so say you get, um, you know, uh, making your bed might be green, you know, so you put in a green bauble every time and, and maybe, um, you know, flossing your teeth would be blue. So, and then maybe, you know, gold could be your other color, you know? So if you don't quite make it on one of the habits, you could pull out all the gold ones and start over with a new habit on all the gold ones. Right. So that's, that's my latest thoughts on, um, improving your life, you know, um, and your habits, but your subconscious mind is malleable to suggestion, but you have to, give it the suggestion and you have to follow through every single day and hence the bead, you know, or the bobble or whatever. So you could prove to yourself, look, and every time you feel like giving up or not doing that thing, you look at those bobbles and go, wow, look how far I've come. Even if it's only been three days, it's like, wow, you know what? I'm well on my way to changing my life. So I better do it again. And then you, then you feel good about yourself, you know? And, um, even hug yourself for real. Like no one's going to see you go in the bathroom and hug yourself. If someone walks in, just hop a timeline. <laughs> They're not going to remember. <laughs> okay. Maybe they will. Maybe they hop a timeline with you. I don't know, but I was thinking about all this and I hope that this, um, these random thoughts, these random late night thoughts, I hope that they help you. Um, you know, it really does take 21 days to change your life, change your everything. Um, that's right. I learned when I went to hypnotherapy school and I did get my degree. I am certified as a clinical hypnotherapist and, you know, I've been doing it over 20 years and it's one of those things that has always stayed with me. And I know that it does. It takes 21 days to make a brand new habit, you know, and I, I'm, but I, but for me, for this nighttime staying up from five until 9am and then sleeping has not been working out for me <laughs> at all. All the things I need to get done during the day or just by the time I'm up and, and coherent, all those places are closed. So I need to rejoin normal society and see if I can't find other hours in which I can work and other things I could do for money. But I was hoping I could do this because it is really good money during those hours. Like one of those hours is like double. So I don't know, maybe only work half of those hours, only work two hours a day at, at those, you know, seven to nine instead of five to nine. I think my problem is the five o'clock to seven o'clock time slot is just, it's just a killer for me. I just, oh, there's no way. <laughs> and a part of me thinks if I lived in San Francisco, then the hours would be like three o'clock in the morning until like seven o'clock in the morning. That might be a little bit more doable possibly. And then when the time change happens, might be two o'clock to five o'clock. Maybe that might even be easier. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Of course, if I lived in San Francisco, I'd have to work 40 hours a week, not just four hours a day. So <laughs> everything is, you know, relative, I suppose. 
anyway, um, I don't know if it's an ascension symptom. If you guys have been changing your life, I want to know if it's something that just started to randomly happen or if it's just me in my experiment now where all of a sudden everything started to shift, like where I'm actually buying vegetables and I'm eating vegetables as a snack, which is something I used to do. And then I got out of the habit for like six months and now I've gotten back to that habit and it's like, Oh, cool. You know? Um, so I don't know. And I, and, and I don't know if that's why I'm eating less sugar and drinking less caffeine. You know, I don't know, but I know that when I radically changed my sleeping schedule, somehow it was breaking a habit, you know, the sleep habit. And it stopped me from doing bad habits somehow. And it it just, it's like, it kind of was a disruptor for my subconscious mind. And it's just an observation. And again, I don't recommend staying up all night for like a whole week. It's not, I don't believe it's conducive for health. And I'm really feeling like I'm dragging my butt. Like I really need to go to bed at a decent hour. I think it's better for my health to go to bed at a nice hour. (laughs) So I'm going to try to do something different for money other than work from or, or work different hours. That's the basics of this. But if you do something that's, you know, changing your habits. And I think if you think about it, like, okay, there's 52 weeks in a year and it takes three weeks, but if you could do nine or I guess, so for three weeks, that's going to be three habits. So, or 21 days, I'm sorry. Yeah. So three weeks. So I don't know, 52 divided by, I got to do the math. Hold on. All right. So Basically, if you look at a year, you have 52 weeks, you could take a week or two off, but I just did the math. So you can go on this kind of a program for yourself 17 times a year and 17 times three is 51. So in one year you can have 51 bad habits erased from your life with what I just told you guys think about where you'd be one year from today on 11, 11, 2022. That's going to be incredible, right? If you have 51 bad habits, now you're, you're no longer having sugar. You're going to bed on time. You're flossing your teeth. You're, um, dressing for success. You're, you know, maybe, uh, making it a habit to actually see friends. If you're an introvert, you know, actually going out with people and mingling a little bit more, or if you're an extrovert, you're actually taking time out to live one day in silence every week or one hour in silence every day, you know, like whatever it is, you know, your habits, you're going to be a much different person one year from now, if you're able to change three habits every 21 days, that's 51 habits a year. And I think you could radically change your life. So 25 in six months, if that was your goal, you could change 25 things. And you don't make it easier on yourself. 24 things. Just change 24 things in the next six months. You know, write down what those 24 things are and how important they are to you. 
and I think I think it can be a big a big help. Anyway, um, I wanted to get into the space weather news. Um, it's really confusing for me all of the radical shit that was going on. You know, it was like we were hit by so many CMEs in a row, and then the cannibalistic one that ate the other CME right before it hit. And all of a sudden they didn't really talk about it again. It was like they talked about it and like, oh my gosh. And all the radio stuff was going out, you know, people's radio signals. And we're hit by this massive geomagnetic magnetic storm. It's really weird to me that it was like super, super active and suddenly nothing. We have the, the sunspots that are quiet. They're stable magnetic fields. They pose very little threat. The current solar wind speed is also kind of low. It's 388.7 kilometers per second. 88, there you go. Or maybe 388. That's your angel number right there. Um, So I'm just like looking at this and it's just like there's hardly anything going, going down, you know. Suddenly out of nowhere. Except (laughs) one week until the lunar eclipse. So next Friday on November 19th. So it's like a week, week and some days, a week and change. uh, The full moon will glide into the shadow of the earth, which will produce an almost total lunar eclipse. Not so it's, it's partial, but it's not a full eclipse, but it's an eclipse. All but a very tiny sliver of the full moon will turn sunset red (laughs) so that's going to be pretty freaky and it's going to be three and a half hours like this so it's going to be this wild red moon in the sky most of the globe will uh, experience at least a little bit of the eclipse and there's a visibility map if you want to go to spaceweather.com you can find out you know what hours to go look at the sky and see how cool the moon looks so um North America and the islands in the Pacific um, will be visible from beginning to end. So if you are anywhere in North America or the Pacific Islands, you're probably going to be doing okay for moon watching. You could go to earthsky.org for more information on this as well. So there's a really weird picture. It's called Strange Sunset. I'm looking at this, and yeah, I guess it looks... Wow, that looks really weird. Looks like the sun is wrapping a giant arm around this island in Hong Kong. He he went to the... This guy went to the beach, and he took this wild picture. Um, the shape of the sun was really strange. Yeah, that is odd. It was a mirage. It looks like it's it's like the sun got poked and it's like spilling into the sea. And it's almost the shape of Pac-Man. I don't know. It's very odd. Anyway, there's a little story about that if you want to go check it out and the scientific explanation as to why the sun looks so strange. Anyway, um, according to uh, the neutron counts um, in the University of Ulu's Sodan Kaila Geophysical Observatory... They're saying that we have more uh, cosmic radiation coming our way suddenly today, and it's gone up by 0.6% in the past 48 hours. So now we're at 
which is considered high. So high levels of cosmic radiation right now. Um, 8.1% of the space age average. So it's gone up. It was down to seven earlier over the weekend, I guess, and Monday, but now it's back up to eight. All right. Uh, the network reported 28 fireballs on November 10th, 2021. 22, there's another angel number. 22 were sporadic. Five were northern torrid. One was an Omicron eridinid. So I swear to God, I've never heard this. I must have hopped a timeline in which this has always been a thing, but where I came from, the eridinid was never a thing. <laughs> Omicron eridinid. Have you guys heard of this? It's, it's just, I don't know. I've only been doing these reports for a couple years. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe this is something comes around every five years or something. I don't know. But we do have an open coronal hole on the sun now. So this is good. We do have some solar wind flowing. It's going to reach Earth between the 16th and the 17th of November. So five to six days from now, um, that makes it Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. We should be getting more solar wind activity and I don't know. I like the energy when it comes here from the sun. It always makes me happy. So that's pretty much everything from spaceweather.com. Now Schumann resonance news is, um, Strange because normally they say in the headline of this page from disclosurenews.it what's going on and it says 11:11 and I'm like no way you know it's already 11:11 over in Europe it, you know by the time I'm getting this out it'll be 11:11 officially early in the morning but it says the Schumann resonance today 11:11 okay and and this this stupid website keeps loading these ads and pushing what I'm trying to read you guys up and down. I'm like trying to get this and it just keeps moving. It just keeps moving, man. Why I keep even now just, I thought it was stable. I paused this for a minute and now, now it's still, it it, it keeps moving. It keeps going from English to Italian and (laughs) oh my God. And it's not Mercury retrograde either. Okay. Schumann resonance today. All right. At midnight yesterday during the transition to 1111, there was what we might call the opening of the 1111 gateway. It has manifested itself with values that are rarely seen. And since coincidences do not exist. Yeah, they do. But they, so they say, but anyway, (laughs) the message is clear enough. The primary frequency has registered an increase up to the impressive value of 8.80 hertz. I don't consider that impressive at all, but apparently they do. And they say never seen in our memory. This has led to a framework of quality towards another value never seen before. Power 49. Okay, so that's weird. So it went from 8.80 to 49. The amplitude at OOUTC coincidentally recorded power 11. Well, that is weird. That is, they say coincidentally, and then they put in in quotes because they don't believe it's a coincidence. 
there are no coincidences, my dear. <laughs> uh, that's what somebody told me years ago when I was 18 and I was adequately freaked out because I kept hearing that sentence over and over again for several months. And that was my spiritual awakening. But so, I mean, maybe there are no coincidences. So yeah, that's true. These movements of frequency and quality lasted two hours until two UTC time after which everything returned to calm again. So basic 7.83 Hertz, I suppose. So, I mean, it just went up to 49. That's not a big deal, but it is weird that it registered as 11 Hertz frequency right when that very first second of 1111 happened over there in Europe, in Italy. That is quite honestly, very weird. All right. Now we go to heartmouth.org, the HeartMouth Institute, uh, and their GCMS magnetometer and the Schumann resonances power. Now we have had this website down for a couple days. And then when it all came back, all of the uh, data was charted on the graph from all the days that we missed. So the highlight of this is that, um, everything, all of the cities were at around a hundred and I guess Lithuania got to a point of 168. It looks like in the past uh, week was their their high point was 168 and everything else was below that except for Hulului, South Africa. And their high point was, let's see, I'm looking it 479 Hertz frequency was their spike that they had at the noon hour on Sunday, November 7th. So, um, that's what kind of happened during the time that we were unable Oh, wait, actually on the fifth though, there was this really strange shape that occurred in, in Alberta, Canada. And it, it seemed it went on from noon until six. It looks like a plateau, like an actual mountain with the top cut off. And that's what it looks like in the chart. It's very, very odd. And they were up to 197 and went down to 192. 91 over the course of those six hours and then had a radical drop on Friday to 118. So anyway, that's what happened while, you know, the days we didn't have access to this data. All right. Now, um, the closest to where we are right now, Monday, November 8th at the 2300 hour, this is what was going on. Uh, California was at 70 Hertz frequency, both Hofuf, Saudi Arabia and Northland, New Zealand were at zero still. Lithuania was at 128 Hertz frequency and, um, Alberta, Canada was at 112 Hertz frequency. And last but not least, Hulului, South Africa, still the winner, winner chicken dinner at 182 Hertz frequency. And these are like the spikes or you know, adding up of the spikes that anything that goes over that 7.83 Hertz frequency is considered to be a spike in the Schumann resonance, but that's what's going on and that's it. So I'm going to take a quick break and we have 55 44, right? When I looked 
And uh, when I come back, I'm going to do some channeling for you guys right after this awesome message from Jupiter Jewels, jupiter-jewels.com. I need you guys to go over there and check out her amazing stuff and see if there's anything you want to buy for yourself or loved ones for Christmas. Cause you know what? Christmas is coming. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back after this message. This episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, is sponsored by Jupiter Jewels, an independent online crystal store, helping you to connect more deeply with all Jupiterian blessings, including spirituality, abundance, self-growth, and more. Providing affordable shipping across the UK, Europe, and North America, Jupiter Jewels can help you progress on your spiritual path with ease. Visit jupiter-jewels.com today to explore life's hidden jewels. That's jupiter-jewels.com. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you. So I am starting this part at 4.44 a.m. <laughs> I started the last part at 3.33 a.m. Um, and it's 11.11. So, I mean, these angel numbers just keep on happening. <laughs> I'm trying to be quiet because I do have a neighbor now. Even though it's a different room and obviously different apartment. I'm, you know, you, you guys might write me later and say that I sounded tired during this and yesterday's episode, but I'm doing it very late just to see if I could handle this. But I know about an hour from now, I'm not going to be able to handle this. So <laughs> I'm not doing the show much, much later. Just, you know, I am getting it out late, but this is kind of part of that experiment a little bit. Um, all right. Well, that was weird. Did you hear that? Hey, knowledge. Did you hear that noise in the bedroom? She didn't hear it. I don't know what happened. I don't know if you guys heard it. It was something. It sounded like, um, might have even been in the bathroom. It sounded like a bunch of water came out of the shower and landed in the shower. But, I mean, it's not on. It hasn't been on since, you know, a couple days. So, I don't... That is really, really trippy. Anyway, um, I thought I saw some kind of a figure in there. <laughs> I say figure because I have no idea. It wasn't a shadow person. 
it wasn't my dragon no nope. muscle testing says no is it my angel no I, I saw a little being it was about four feet tall but it was like um the outline of a being but it was an amorphous shape i couldn't make it out it wasn't like the size it was the size of a gray alien but it's not it's not because i would feel other things like kind of a little bit of a rush of fear <laughs> i usually feel when those guys show up you know and then i realize what's going on and i'm like oh man come to get me again but no it wasn't that is there anyone there now? No, uh-uh. I might just be hallucinating. Might have been a fourth dimensional thing. Okay, yeah, that's what it is. Muscle testing says yes. <laughs> it was it was just a fourth dimensional being, whatever it was, and now it's gone. Okay, well, there you have it. <laughs> All right. Um, I have been channeling, at least telepathing, my whole life. And I've been channeling for at least... Oh gosh, over 20 years. I'd have to say 23 years now. I've been channeling for others, but um, just people I know, basically. I've been channeling, though, for you guys. So technically, publicly, ever since I started this podcast. Not even in my original radio show did I um, channel. So... I just did spiritual uh, reports back then. And and that was, the the show was so limited. It was only like one day a week and it was like, was it an hour or no, it was 30 minutes to 45 minutes only. So I did like jam pack a bunch of stuff into (laughs) 30 minutes. And now I've got two hours to do the podcast. So it's a lot more relaxed and kind of free form and free flow than it used to be. But, um, Anyway, but I've been channeling uh, publicly for you guys for a couple years now, and I do not allow beings to take over my body, even though I am channeling Prime Creator. Um, I mean, he gets as close as it gets, period, because, you know... I and my father are one in the sense that I am a piece of God and so are you. Um, We all are. And so this is maybe possibly the most intimate, you know, channelings that I do by prime creator. It's always more kind of closer to my heart, I suppose. But at the same time, it's still just via telepathy. But usually when I do telepathy um, for these channeling sessions, I always feel like the being or the creature or whatever I'm channeling is outside of myself. And this one is from inside. It's from within. So it's the still small voice inside me, the voice of God inside me that I'm able to telepath with. So it's a, it's a much different experience on the days in which I channel prime creator, but it's still indirect channeling. So that's what I wanted to say about that. Okay. Um, I'm already connected and I think we could already begin. So, um, basically, um, prime creator, go ahead. You may begin transmission now. (sighs) 
I'm clearing out all my chakras now and I'm clearing out my aura. I should have done this, should have paused this and did this, but it only takes a couple seconds for me to get it all. So I've been doing this for so long now. Okay. Prime Creator, you may begin transmission now. Okay. Of course, my allergies come up right at this moment. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Another thing that happens. Something's blooming outside now here. Here at the beach. Here in Ecuador. Okay. Um, I'm in the tropical part where monkeys are, you know, just down the road a piece. <laughs> so there's a lot of, lot of plants, a lot of flowers here. All right. Um, Prime Creator. Muscle testing says yes. Ready? Okay. He says I was just waiting for you. All right, good. All right. Um, greetings. I am Prime Creator. <laughs> He's like saying I brought to you such hits as you and all your family members. <laughs> I am the one that created all of you. And I love the opportunity to speak with all of you now. Let you know that, hi, I'm here. I exist. I love you. I love you more than you could ever imagine or know. And many of you have been thinking that it's possible <clears throat> that I'm not real or that I don't care because you have bad things happen in your life or you've been contemplating the bad things that have happened to you in your life and you think, well, how could God <clears throat> have allowed that? And there's a lot more to the malleable universe as than you think. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot more to the, he's saying to the ability, okay, there's a lot more to the ability to see your world as such and such. There's, there's more to your world and your life than meets the eye. So it goes beyond your ability to see. It goes beyond your ability to feel or touch or taste or hear. There's so much more going on behind the scenes, as they say. And when bad things occur... There are forces at work that ultimately are for your benefit, but in the moment and looking back and especially on the times or during the times that um, it affected you long-term, such as PTSD or anxiety and depression, these... um, Things that have less left uh, lasting marks on your heart, in your minds, and in your life 
and in turn has affected those around you, all the others around you. Many of you or many people that you might have encountered in your life, people that you know, your family members or whatever, you might think, or even if, you know, and a lot of you have heard, you know, news stories that touched your heart and made you cry or made you feel bad or even guilty that this kind of a thing can happen because here you are believing in a God of, of, um, right and might and all good and gracious God. And if you believe in this being, how could this being allow these horrible things to happen? How can this, uh, prime creator create circumstances that are beyond your control that hurts your body or your mind or takes you out of the game in the case of Elena breaking her leg that's uh, something that took her out of the game for five months how could I have allowed that to happen how could I have allowed someone to die in a car accident and like a mother taken away from the baby or a baby dying in a car accident or a teenager dying in such a horrible way. But there's so many more things that go on behind the scenes and we're going to address some of the factors that go into the bad things that happen. Sometimes you live this life and you are unsatisfied at the end as you're going through the movies of your life and the patterns um, that you see after your your um, dis incorporeal after you've left your physical body and you see these patterns and you think oh my gosh that was so easy it was so obvious why didn't I see that I I dated the same person like 10 times in a row even though they had different names and different bodies and came from different cities and sometimes different countries they were the same person why did I not see the pattern I want to go back I'm going to fix it I'm going to change it and you go back and you relive this life again and it all happens again and then you you see it again when you're disincorporeal and you think damn it I'm going to do that again (laughs) and you make almost the same choices every time sometimes you remember at the last minute sometimes you feel a little nudging an internal voice that says don't do that and it's really you telling yourself Don't do that this time. And yet some things that are bad happen no matter what you do. And Elena and I were talking about this earlier today where she has lived this exact life 999 times. As Elena Fox, you know, Elena, you know, all the names of me basically, um, I don't want to say all my names, but 
you know, basically my maiden name. And then I got married, then I got divorced and went back to my made up name, which is Fox, which is really my grandfather's name. But I took my mom's family's name after I divorced the first time because I feel most close to my grandfather, Fox. And he's a good man. He was a good man. And I, he didn't have a boy to carry on the name. So I carried on the name for him. So, and that's where I'm at now. Then I was Lena Fox Starks. Now I'm back to Lena Fox. So that's what he's showing me that all the names that I've been through, like, you know, every time I've been this person that went through all these names (laughs) and I went through all these names the first time around and then. 785th time around he's saying I did I made all the same choices and married the same men (laughs) a thousand times and now God's telling okay so now now prime creator's talking again (laughs) he says remember that Christina Perry song I have died a thousand times a thousand times I have loved you I've loved you for a thousand years. Well, this is true. You love the same people over and over and over and over again. That's why when you meet them for the 800th time, <laughs> you you say, right when you meet, oh, I feel like I know you. <laughs> Divine Mother and I get a huge chuckle out of this every time. It's, it's, it's so funny to watch it. And it never gets old. It's the same episode over and over again. And you're living it in real time. And sometimes you'll make a different choice. Sometimes you choose a chimichanga over a taco or an enchilada over a burrito, but it's, you still eat at the same Mexican restaurant (laughs) every time you still argue over the tip. You still are either overly friendly or too rude to the waiter or the waitress. Or you're a perfectly pleasant person every single time. It's funny that, you know, the patterns that get, you know, the the patterns that you go through, the things that you go through and the things you try to change every time. And sometimes you're able to tweak it, but sometimes not. So what's going on in, in, in these times in which you are unable to change it even after a thousand lifetimes? of living the same lifetime. Now you can live a thousand lifetimes and you live each of them a thousand times. This is a vast and variable universe. It's distinct. This earth that you live on is, is a proving ground. It's a training ground. And you think, Oh, well, I'm going to make a different choice. Of course, I'm not going to do the same thing. And you, do almost the same things every time. And some of the things that you wish you could prevent, you cannot, but you have to learn it for yourself. You're a parent and your child gets into a collision. So say, for example, and this is a a made up scenario, but say you have a little boy and your little boy is learning how to ride his bicycle and then he decides to go very fast on his bicycle and he hits another little boy head on and they knock heads and they both get a concussion and as a parent you go through all kinds of guilt 20 shades of guilt 
and you feel so bad and the boy feels bad and then why did you buy me a bicycle why did you let me ride my bicycle why did you you know and and then on some levels you know later the boy will look back and say why didn't I look where I was going why didn't I pay attention why did I have my eyes closed while riding my bicycle why did I do that my mom told me not to do that I blamed her but now I'm thinking why did I do that you know when they get older they you know a little boy would look back you know maybe when they're 15 they'll be laying in bed listening to music thinking why did I do that that was silly I was so mad at my mom for years over that you know so this is just you know made-up scenario but sometimes that was a pre-programmed event those two little boys might have had an agreement that they were gonna get together and knock heads <laughs> and maybe that leads to a beautiful friendship or maybe that leads to both of them becoming more cautious in their life for the rest of their lives sometimes there are events that seem tragic and terrible sometimes there are many tragedies but they they all mean something if they happen every time you have a life the same life every time you live the exact same life a thousand times and maybe a thousand times maybe 999 times they happen and finally the last time it doesn't happen as bad but it still happens there are certain events that seem bad that seem like why would a big big beautiful wonderful God such as myself why would I allow this to happen free will choice is my answer but also there are things behind the scenes that you don't know about now if you choose to go through a dark period in your life and some of you have chosen to go through uh, what we call a dark cloud period this dark cloud period is a period in which you're off the radar <laughs> you're out of touch we can't send the angels to you we can't send the beings to you that would help you normally you always have your holy guardian angel but sometimes just sometimes you don't have the help from heaven you choose these times sometimes you'll say well I'm gonna live this life and you're planning it and you say well when I'm 32 I'm gonna go through the first six months of my 32nd year in a dark cloud now wonderful things might happen to you during these dark cloud or bad things might happen but you don't have the outside heaven help because you were brave and you chose a black cloud period now sometimes all you have to rely on is your instincts and your mind set and your attraction attractor factor <laughs> your attraction to whatever so if you're in a very positive way you might attract just by your sheer force of will and magnetism your magnetic personality will draw wonderful things and people and places and whatever to you and sometimes you're going through black cloud period and that's when you meet the people that hurt you the sociopaths or the narcissists or 
maybe the psychopaths or maybe you're randomly mugged and beaten up or raped or something terrible happens to you in this time because you're off the radar and we're not there to help you. Sometimes you choose these events to happen to you. And sometimes they're random events that happen. Sometimes you, you know, while you're obscured, um, the demons will contact all the bad people in the area to tempt you. And sometimes to do terrible things to you, they're tempted to do terrible things. And every time you could live this life a thousand times. And every time during that dark period, that dark cloud period, you might have these horrible things happen. Now, maybe you're not raped in every of your lifetimes. Maybe you're beaten up or maybe you narrowly escape. Maybe you get into an accident, but you don't break your leg every time. Maybe one time it's just mild because you slam on the brakes earlier. You kind of feel that you had a, a, a weird memory, like a deja vu. And you, oh no, slam on the brakes really quick because you've lived this several times. You've had this situation several times. And have you ever <clears throat> been in a situation where you had a gut instinct, forceful energy come through you like a shot and you feel like you're about to make a really terrible mistake and then you second guess yourself and you end up making a terrible mistake that is the former you in between lives disincorporeal saying no there don't do that (laughs) and sometimes your message gets through to yourself and sometimes it does not because you can give yourself a message for the future And you have been doing that. And now that we're at the end of the schematic, we can spill the beans. (laughs) As, as they say in the United States, we can spill the beans. We can spill the tea. (laughs) We can talk about what's been going on with all that. How can a God allow this horrible? It's because you decided to have a dark cloud period of your life. Sometimes it's for a week or two. Sometimes it's, you know, six months and you don't consciously think, all right, I'm going to have a dark cloud period. See what I attract, but it's there to help you really find yourself through tragedy, through tragic means. Some of these horrible things have happened. You chose it and sometimes you didn't choose it, but you chose a black cloud period in which you may end up in a bad mood that attracts worse moods and worse, darker thoughts. And then the bad thing happens. But sometimes it was pre-programmed and if it's pre-programmed because you chose this for your life at this age, this is going to happen because you know, what's going to lead to, and you kind of figured it out, you know, how you're going to react. And sometimes the bad things, the tragedies, you know, if your parents choose to die early, sometimes those tragedies lead to greater insights, such as the case of a doctor who loses a parent to cancer when they're a child and they grow up to become a cancer researcher or a doctor that helps people with cancer. 
because they were helpless as a child. And then they grow up to help many other people and they give other people hope and insight and love through their practice. And they become a a source of comfort to people in their community. For example, why did God allow a tragedy to occur? Because that tragedy led to that person being a very good person and helping hundreds of people. And if that person had their parents live until they were older, maybe they would just have worked in a video store and never inspired anybody. Sometimes those harder tragedies lead to greater things later down the line. So sometimes the bad things that happen, I allow it because the person wanted that. Sometimes they wanted that dark cloud period. Sometimes they chose to cut themselves off. Now you can decide that you're not going to have a dark cloud period and you're not going to have a tragedy and a bad thing can happen to you anyway. You can put yourself in harm's way. You can make bad decisions because you have the ability to choose for yourself what you want to do from moment to moment, day to day. And also you've got demons influencing you and you have demons influencing the people around you or at least trying to. And if you don't flock together with birds of a similar feather, as they say, you will end up maybe going down nocturne alley. (laughs) You might end up being in a bad way. You might make one quick choice that leads to something tragic that affects you. You always have free will. And as somebody with free will, you have the free will to choose not to do anything spiritual ever again, not to raise your vibration, not to work on yourself. You have the choice to not attract the most positive of events, or maybe you are, maybe you're choosing all the right ways and somebody's demons make them do something anyway, or somebody's, you know, got their eye on you and think you look like a good mark to hurt one way or another. And maybe they're determined as well, because everybody has their choices and everybody has their way of being in the world. And you know, when you come to earth, you're given a warning before you're born that it's a rough world. It's a rough and tumble world, as they say. It's a hard place to be. But through these choices, even the the things that you did not choose and through the things that other people randomly do, the bad things that they create around you. And, And it could be random for both you and that person. Maybe that person was an upstanding model citizen and so are you and you both are spiritual and on the good path, but then somebody calls them and in a rash moment out of nowhere, they decide to answer the phone while driving and they crash into you. And now you've got to get physical therapy for six months and that really put you off your life and your plans and they derailed you. These things happen all the time on earth and that's why 
you were given a thousand times to live it over. <laughs> okay, this is me, Elena, button in for a minute. Okay, Prime Creator, are we all given a thousand life, a, a thousand chances? Are we given more? No. So we're given a thousand, but if we really want to live this life over 3,000 times, can we? Yes. So what do we do during the other 2,000 times? We have a thousand chances to get it right or do it different. And so Prime Creator says, and you have unlimited times to come back and relive those choices again and again until you figure out what exactly went wrong from the perspective of being in the physical body. You could have 10,000 times reliving the last or any of the thousand times you've done it, but you can't choose anything different other than, so you get the, um, inklings, the ideas, the, um, deja vus are all stripped out. So, and I'm muscle testing, make sure that's what he said. Okay. So prime creator says this, it's, it's everything. So if you want to just go back and try to see from that perspective of being in the body, we allow you to do that. And you're, you become a quiet observer inside of yourself and you can relive any of lifetimes one through a thousand, but you're not really making different choices at all. You're just an observer inside your body and that's unlimited. You could do it a million times if you want. Nobody ever has. There's no Guinness Book of World's Records in heaven where we say, oh, well, congratulations, you lived that, you know, life number 923 a million times, and we made you a cake. (laughs) We don't do that. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) you have a thousand lifetimes to get it right, to make the choices different. And it's funny, you you usually don't make many different choices. You really don't. You have parallel lives in which you have made all of the wrong choices. And you've had parallel lives in which you make all the right choices. So you have parallel lives in which you are um, what you call a loser of society. But we don't think of you as a loser ever. You are... You're just a piece of us. There's nothing different between you and and your divine parents. You are spark, a creative spark off of the great divine. And when you take those, what you consider to be bad or loser choices, those choices are still learning choices. So for us, there is no losing. There's only winning. When you make a bad choice and you hurt yourself or you get hurt as a result of a poor choice, it's still a learning scenario and anything in which you're moving forward and learning, even if your vantage perspective is that it's terrible, you're a terrible person and you're mean to other people and you like to booze it up or get drunk or, and hurt people or fight in the streets or whatever it is. You're still learning from those choices. And then you have the lifetimes and and these are parallel lifetimes. So you not only live the lifetime you're living now that you're consciously aware of right now, you also live the upper and the lower parallel dimensional universes. When we say upper and lower, of course, we mean vibrationally speaking. And eventually you collapse all the time frames and you're all trying to collapse 
and we say time frames or timelines, you collapse all the parallel universes into one where you kind of resolve it all at the end. And that's what you're doing now. You're resolving everything at the end. This is your last lifetime in the third dimension on earth. After this, you cannot come back on the third dimensional earth. You could definitely come back on third dimensional other planets. If you really want to, you can be a mystic mystical traveler the rest of your existence. If you like, we don't like to say the rest of your life because everyone thinks that you live this life and it's over or (laughs) you live this life and you live another life, but we don't want to say life because life, a lifetime is very short as compared to your existence as a soul, which is eternal and forever. But we allow you to make these choices, the dark cloud periods, the bad choices, the bad events that you set up to set yourself up for ultimate success, even if it brings you temporarily Uh, temporary failure we do bring you to a point in your existence where you question everything and then you awaken you know there's a a, there's a, a saying or an idea that goes around the spiritual community that a lotus flower one of the most beautiful and beloved flowers in all the world grows in the mud it comes out of the yuckiest, muddiest, ickiest ponds. And the lilies grow and they, they grow with their little lily pads and that becomes a playing ground for little frogs. And it's actually kind of sweet and beautiful, but it comes out of mud. And there's another saying in the New Age community that You need the dark, otherwise you can't see the stars. Of course, you know you can see the stars in the daytime because, you know, your sun being your primary example. But the idea is, through the darkness shines all of the stars. And you, my dears, are stars to us. Your divine parents, divine mother and I. (coughs) We are your creators and we love you and... We want you to know that we don't allow the bad things to happen to you. We allow you to live in a world in which bad things can happen to you. We allow you to make your own choices. We allow you to have your dark periods or your, your bad events because we firmly believe that giving you free and open reign to make the choices is what it will bring your ultimate spiritual glory. Your, your spiritual victories come out of the muck and the mire and you bloom as the lotus flower blooms. And you become an icon. We don't want to say for the toads around you that want to live in your shadow, but you get the drift. <laughs> we, you become so beautiful and magnificent that your very existence starts to inspire those around you because of what you have gone through. 
Now, you're not going to be very um, admired if you have never been through a tragedy. You've never so much as fell down and bruised your knee as a child and everything was perfect. You ate perfect. You have perfect habits and everything around, you know, everything in your life is perfect and completely uneventful. No one's going to be inspired by that. No teacher or guru has ever gotten up on a stage and said, here's my life story. I grew up rich and everything was perfect. My parents are still together and they love me very much. And I was inspired by literally nothing, but I'm here to inspire you today. (laughs) It doesn't make for a happy, um, it doesn't make for a story that it might make for a happy life for them, an uneventful, perfect life for them, but they're never, no one's going to be inspired to get on stage to say, all right, so I've been through absolutely nothing. I've learned absolutely nothing. I've been through absolutely nothing bad, no tragedies. Did you know that I've never even had a paper cut? I've never vomited in my life and I've never had a hangover, never had a bad day, never had a bad date, never had a bad relationship and I've never had a bad life. So let me tell you how to improve your life. (laughs) Would you go to such a figure? Would you be like, yeah, I want to, I want to learn from the person who came here and from day one has had a perfect existence. No, that'd be, that'd be silly. Why would you, what, what have they overcome? That doesn't inspire anybody. No, no, my child, you have to come out of the darkness to shine. You have to come out of the mud to blossom and bloom. You have to go through the bad things. And this is why we allow you to make the choices that leads to sometimes having tragic things happen to you. This is why the tragedies exist. This is why bad things happen and bad things don't happen on every world, but people don't grow as fast spiritually speaking when they come from a world in which not much happens. Sometimes people want to have an existence that's more dense than what their normal soul is. Some people want to feel a little more density. Pain is density. Emotional pain is density. Being punched in the gut, boy, is that density. (laughs) Can you imagine beings made of pure light trying to punch each other? If they did it, they would laugh because they would feel nothing. It wouldn't even affect them. Their light hands would go through each other. You might have a yellow being and a blue being and they punch each other and they make green temporarily. (laughs) And they laugh about it because there's no hurt. There's no pain because they're high vibration. But you chose to come to a place in which you experience the most. And sometimes you don't like your choices. You come back and relive it and you still make the same choice and you start to realize after three or 400 lifetimes, maybe 600 for some of you or 700 for some of you that, you know, living the same exact life, then maybe just maybe 
It's always going to be that way. It's always going to end in tragedy or it's always going to end in glory after a series of tragedies. Or maybe those events that you hated, that you wanted to get rid of are always going to happen because it's what you pre-programmed and there's nothing that you could have done to change it. So our biggest message for you tonight is to learn to grow and accept when bad things happen, accept that it might just have been a part of your learning curve. We encourage you to go get therapy and to get yourself right and to forgive yourself for choices you made that led to the bad things. We also encourage you to forgive us when you have falsely accused us of allowing bad things to happen to you because you chose to come to this world and you knew bad things were going to happen. And you know, many of you were in your 1000th time living this exact life. And those bad things still happened even a thousand times ago. So you're going to have to learn that this free world, this free will world, bad things might happen because of random <clears throat> occurrences and random events because of demon demonic influence and because of people being mentally ill, they might do things to you and you might've chosen a dark cloud period during certain times in your life. And that dark cloud period, you couldn't have the heaven help help from beyond. Sometimes it was meant to be that way. And sometimes you chose it to be that way because you felt like that would speed up your initial spiritual growth. So we encourage you to get, um, therapy or the brainwave optimization therapy or whatever it is that will help you get over those things if they are affecting you, but we do love you and we would never allow these things to happen or we never would have chosen these things for you, but this was all part of the grand experiment and the grand design of free will. This was the biggest experiment in the universe, earth, planet earth. And some of you figured out, Oh, I just looked guys. It's 44 to 33. <laughs> and I, yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, um, back to what God was saying, um, prime creator. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just opened my eyes and it was like <laughs> 44, 33 angel numbers right there. Mm. So you chose for these things to happen or you chose to allow anything random to happen. Part of you thought it was going to be exciting. Maybe during your dark cloud period, you'll get in a bar fight. You never been in a bar fight before. And maybe that's the time it's going to happen. And you, but you wanted it to be random. Sometimes you want things to be random. You don't want to schedule a bar fight. That's just something that, you know, um, might happen or might not, but there's, but you don't have your help from heaven because you choose in those moments not to, but if you get the therapy, you get the brainwave optimization, you get the things that will make you get over it quickly. Don't hang on to it. Don't hang on to the guilt if something you did causes someone else to be hurt. 
things that happen sometimes are meant to be that way and sometimes they're random but everything is okay because in the end everything is an illusion in the end none of it ever really happened anyway while you're living in this body and you're living in this life it feels like it was so real and it happened when you wake up spiritually you wake up from a slumber in a way and now you're awake spiritually but when you um, so-called die <laughs> you wake up again it's it's the ultimate spiritual wake-up you awaken to all of the spiritual truths and you realize oh wow so while you're analyzing it you're still in that idea that it is you know something you did wrong or something they did wrong or you know you feel guilty so we want to encourage you the biggest message tonight is we want to encourage you not to feel the guilt anymore forgive yourself forgive the others that did these things to you they might have been mentally ill they might have been in their dark cloud period too two dark clouds can collide and make a big storm they can make a big hurricane sometimes and sometimes when you're in that dark cloud period and we cannot get that help to you even if you ask for it because you asked specifically to have those very vast spiritual growth periods the dark nights of the soul it's you could call it the dark cloud of the soul because many times this will go happen and you'll go through this when you also chose not to have help from heaven <laughs> it all gets quite exciting but once you awaken and you come to heaven and you realize and once you're done with your lifetimes you're going to have an even greater and bigger awakening than you've ever imagined was possible and that's when you're going to realize it was all a game it was all an experiment and while we won't say that it doesn't matter because it indeed does matter it's how we understand our self better is to have all of you go out and live all of these experiences but in the end it was all projections of light it was all more density of matter but matter is just light in the end you'll realize it was all an illusion anyway don't be angry at the game don't be angry at the experiment don't be angry at God for allowing things because it was you that allowed it was the other people that allowed the tragedies raise your vibration and be aware as you possibly can make the choices you possibly can that are good and higher vibration but now that you're spiritually conscious and aware and awake you can make better choices but understand that the prime creator the heavenly father divine mother that you love and you turn to for so many things we did not choose these things for you 
my my child you chose this for yourself to accelerate your knowledge and experience your free will and sometimes to experience free will you have to live in a state of free fall where you get into bad relationships with bad people or you dive into the booze and the drugs and understand what is addiction or you um, hurt yourself a lot like cutting your skin or putting yourself in positions that you are sleeping with uh, people that have diseases or negative vibrations that affect you. Some of you even have chosen to worship Satan (laughs) as your free will choice. And some of you have um, had some terrible things happen to you as a result of these free will choices. But in the end, it was all for your benefit and, and your own growth, but it was your own program that you chose for yourself. In the end, it was your choices that led to these things that happened, but it's also your choices that lead you back to yourself, back to your true nature of pure love and light. It is your choices that lead you to the light. It is your choices that lead you back ultimately to us, your um, divine parents, your prime creator and creatrix. It is your ultimate path to come back to the light. And you're always going to come back to the light. Night always turns into day. And there's always going to be a star to guide your way. (laughs) And in many respects, it's your own soul that has the imprinting and the coding that leads you back to your beautiful heaven that you will have for the rest of your existence. You're only on earth for a short time, even though it feels like forever while you're there. And those dark cloud periods can feel like years, even though it might be 10 days. But if you're going through one of those right now, just know that you are loved you're going to be okay. Everything is going to turn out and everything is conspiring in your favor. As we've said many, many times and other people have said many, many times because it's the truth. Ultimately you are loved and not blamed for the choices that you made. So, We're asking you to drop guilt, drop blame, enter into a state of forgiveness, come from a place of love, enter into the divine experience now of unity, which is the fifth dimensional experience and yet a brand new existence for you. Heaven on earth is waiting for you. And when the time comes, actual heaven is waiting for you. 
all of your choices lead to the same conclusion, which is ultimate glory and victory of the soul, no matter who you are. No matter who's hurt you, they're on the same spiritual journey. They might have taken a lot more detours and they'll get there eventually, but maybe they've chosen the darker paths and souls that have gone bad, like the rotten apples of society, they get reabsorbed in the end. They don't come back to glory and victory because they chose to go so deep into the dark that it's almost like they've gone through a black hole of existence and well, they will cease to exist. But the rest of you, those of you listening to this program are not in that category. Those of you listening to this podcast are going to eventually reach your ultimate glory and victory celebration party. And we will have not only one cake, but every cake you've ever loved available as a choice in heaven. You can eat all you want and never be full. So you have something to look forward to. We love you. Ultimately, I love you. I am inside your every cell in your DNA. I am encoded in every atom of your being keep striving to hear that inner voice the still small inner voice because that's me telling you how important you are even during the bad events and the dark cloud period even though you don't get the help from heaven you always have the voice of God unless you are pure evil but then again you're not listening to this if you are pure evil because you wouldn't care (laughs) why would you want to listen to this if you're evil so if you're listening to this you always have the still small inner voice of God available to you so keep striving to hear it keep asking me to make my voice heard and known and eventually we are going to have these conversations one on one every day every time you want I am your prime creator. I love you. I created you because you are important to me and you are loved. So that's it guys. End of transmission. I love you too. This is me, Elena now speaking. I, from my perspective, I love you guys too. Thank you for choosing to be on the spiritual journey with me, whether you're behind or at the same point of the road or in front of me, no matter where we are, we're all on the same road walking home. We're just walking each other home. That's it. I love you guys very, very much. I'm grateful for um, having met many of you and and um, continuing this uh, spiritual probing <laughs> that we're doing. We're seeking and asking questions. And we're going to continue to do that tomorrow. I'll be back with all unique and original programming, just like always. And, you know, today, officially, it's 5.42 a.m. in Ecuador. 
It's like, what is that, 242 or 342 in California right now. <laughs> so I am three hours late getting this out. But um, it is 11-11. The gateway is open, guys. This is a day of manifestation. I hope that my manifestation episode I did yesterday is going to help you today. I love you. I hope that you strive for big, bright, and beautiful things today. And I say a prayer right now, Prime Creator, allow all of the twin flames in the world, they're getting ready to meet, allow them to meet as soon as possible, as soon as godly possible, so that they can be happy together. Anyway, that's it. That's all she wrote for tonight, and that's all Prime Creator wrote for tonight. (laughs) So... I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Till next time, guys. Peace. guys i've been making episodes of metaphysical soul speak the podcast for a while now and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast well i have two solutions for this question number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the anchor app locate my channel and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to nine dollars and 99 cents monthly and you can stop anytime or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.